Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast about upcycling. It's Reclaimed Audio with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Phil Roots, and Tim Sway. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 50 for October 17th, 2016. This week we actually have a special guest. It's Izzy Swan who's with us. Um, and Tim actually can't join us tonight. Um, turns out his crazy uh, diet is not a good idea and he's contracted scurvy. So we had to replace him at the last minute with uh, exceedingly rare in 2016. But he got let's, it. Let's not, hey, let's not have any laughing in the back. This, this could be serious. I mean, yeah, I think yeah. the scurvy thing. Yeah. <laughs> we, should, we, should, we should start a, like a GoFundMe chicken save the like hug a chicken for Tim campaign. Oh, hashtag hug a chicken. There you go. You be, Definitely. Well, that one might be an X-rated one. It's probably already taken. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's just do our Patreon supporters. This week's top Patreon supporters are Luis Gonzalez, Make Build Modify, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy Duresta. There you go. Nice work. Trust in Timber, Sean Petty, and Scott Turner. Uh, so what are we working on this week? Uh, Bill, why don't you lead us off? What's on your bench? I, I have this, um, light, lighted table, sea glass filled with epoxy salad bowl metal thing that used to be a shop light industrial thing going on still. Could you be any more (laughs) specific? Yeah, exactly. Or vague. Um, um, Scott Turner, um, saw that I had an industrial, like a warehouse light, like, you know, one of those big metal halide fixtures, you know, like this gigantical thing. And he challenged me to make something out of it. So I, I put it, I was going to put it like on this small square of wood, halfway sunk in the wood and make like a sign that lit up on top where you'd look at it and see like loots, like instead of the Batman, you know, it would say loots. Oh, that's cool. But when I when I when I inset this giant fixture in this little square of wood with some hairpin legs, it looked like a bathroom sink. So I decided, okay, I got to do something different. So it did. Well, it was a cute sink, but it did look like a bathroom sink, uh, like a fancy house bathroom. You know, like the vanity. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, oh yeah. And then so oh, yeah. So I yeah, cut I, I cut it in half, and Izzy would be proud because I cut this aluminum light fixture in half on the table saw. Right. That on. was fun. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there. I wish it would have, you know, because metal and aluminums don't make sparks. But boy, would it have been cool if I could have had sparks along with all the aluminum chips that were flying in here. I just ducked down beneath the table saw kind of and just turned it. So because I want to keep my eyes safe. Yeah. I, um, I, I get scared enough just cutting, you know, one eight thin aluminum sheets on the table saw. I can't imagine trying to, to do that. You know, I mean. Oh, dude, it was so much fun. I have every I have every push stick out in the world I can possibly get on that thing, and I'm putting like 600 pounds of pressure on it as I'm pushing it through really slowly. You know. <laughs> oh no no no! You'll see the video. I am gonna. I think I'm gonna get my first real troll. That's how bad this is. Oh, I think boy. it's gonna be me. Yeah, I, I might <laughs> I might jump but, in on that one too. Yeah. So no, it's it's I know I hey. I have all my fingers and toes. Um, Anyway, so I cut this thing in half and I actually sank the whole thing into the top of this piece of wood. And then I went and collected a bunch of sea glass, which makes me sad. And it's beautiful at the same time. You know, all that garbage that ends up on the beach, but it is really cool. So I collected all the sea glass and I filled up what looks like now an aluminum salad bowl. And then I started adding epoxy and then I add more glass and then also some tempered glass that I collected. And then I add more epoxy, more tempered glass, more sea glass, more epoxy until I fill it all the way to the top. And now I'm going to continue that epoxy cover over the, the entire top of the table. So it's about a 18 inches square table and it's like a hall table, but it's mm-hmm. going to look really cool. You put light up underneath it now. And it shines through. It looks like a big bowl of glass and diamond salad on a table bowl. Sweet. With aluminum. I can't wait to see it. Right? Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking this could go one of two ways, right? It could go really <laughs> cool and then, you know, the other way. <laughs> no, it's already, it's like, it, south. I, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's not south. It's like north <laughs> by northeast. Oh. Very cool. So I just got to finish it. I've, I've got some more, you know, it's kind of, I, I just, it, 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 so what are you making is? 
Nice segue. Uh, I got a few projects going on. Um, I, I'm building a uh, drill press table and this whole Mac Daddy system for my drill press. Uh, I actually put out a video today on how I uh, made a little lift system so you didn't have to reach way behind the drill press to move it up and down. And uh, I'm working on that. And then I've got the um, Halloween build coming up. I'm doing a very large. <laughs> I got you guys can't see this, but Bill's waving at me right now. So well, I want to say stuff about your drill press thingamajigger that went up and down. Yeah, say something, dude. Are you kidding me with that? I, first of all, powered wow. by drill. And then no. Second of all, wow. Yeah, yes, and yeah, sort of. It just came out today, Phil. You're not. You have to stay with it, man. I told you I have that little alarm bell thing ringing. So when Izzy comes out, I watch. I'm just saying. All right, all right. Oh I'll my god, dude, that was just so cool. If, if anybody who hasn't watched this video needs to, I wow. I've got, well, I've got, I've got a bicycle chain. It's not a bicycle chain, but it's a chain just like you used. But it came off of a um um a gate like a chain link fence gate that automatically rolls. That's either open. a number thirty five or a forty. Then it's it, right, no, and it's about bad. thirty feet long. So I've got this idea now for a windmill that hooks up to my drill. (laughs) I'm sorry, Uh, man. Go ahead. Yeah. (laughs) I don't need no stinking wind. (laughs) Right on. Don't they call those fans? I'm just just saying. (laughs) Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. Well, no, I the whole, first of all, the handle, putting that handle way behind a drill press table, um, is already a dumb idea. It's a dumb place to put it. And you know, there's, I think there's enough technology now that we can find a different, a different place to mount that, so it's just easier to use. So, um, the the concept behind that whole lifting system is I can move the handle off to the side of the drill press table that I haven't yet built, and it'll have a handle that you can turn. Um, because if I'm if I'm you know only going to move it a couple inches up or down, I'm not going to go search around the shop for a drill yeah. and, a, and a and a half inch you know drive drive. But I'm also going to you know I'm going to put a, an aperture on it for that as well. Because if I do have to move it you know 14 or 16 inches down the drill press, I don't want to sit there and hand turn the whole thing. I'll just go grab my drill and pop it in there, and it's it's electric. It's a power lift. So so that's what I did. That's the video that came out. I, I've got I still have to build the the drill press table. And then Halloween projects coming up. I'm um, if you guys, I don't know if you guys saw the Adirondack, the drill powered Adirondack chair with the beer, the beer dispenser, and all that. Um, all yeah, that. I might, I might have watched that. I, I don't totally, know. totally, totally modified that into this really short looking scooter thing that you know you can tow it around a big man on. And I'm going to build a Viking ship to pull behind it so the kids can sit in there during Halloween and I can tow them around. And I haven't decided either the Viking ship's going to rock back and forth as it goes down the street or I'm going to have. I'm probably going to do waves along the side that move up and down because I can see some kids getting sick. From, yeah. You know, the ship <laughs> rocking back and forth. You could do it with air bladders. Right. No, uh, we're going to keep, we're going to try and keep it simple. Some kind of simple Yeah, but wouldn't that be like, the wheel. Izzy, you are known for doing things that nobody's ever done. And I'm almost positive that drill powered vomit has never been done before. <laughs> it can keep, it can keep that status. Yeah, <laughs> the undiscovered country. Yeah, right, right. So that's that's pretty much what's on the um that the new website is almost done. Uh, Wes Wes Swain and I have been busting butt on that. That uh, should be up this weekend, and we're launching the DPT wrench this weekend. I'll be pre-selling them, and we'll ship the first ones hopefully a couple weeks before to Christmas. Cool. Yeah, I was so going to people- get three or four, but the uh, five hundred dollar price tag that was originally on your website, I was kind of like, you know, I might start saving. <laughs> Tell our listeners, for those who don't know what it is, what it does, different or special. Oh, a, a, it's a drill-powered through wrench. A through wrench um, accepts a socket. That's a, called a through socket. Uh, what happens is there's a, a hole, a large enough hole in the center of the socket that you can drive the wrench and socket right over the top of thread. So it can mm-hmm. go over all thread. Uh, it can go over long, long bolts that even, you know, a, a, a ratchet extension won't won't reach it'll um and then instead of you know manpower this is a drill powered you actually can attach a drill to it so it's more i really designed this for industry guys you know it, at a 135 dollar price tag it's not something your average diyer is going to want um it, well they might because it just makes short work you know even if, if you've ever run a um uh, even uh you know a nylock nut down two inches of thread 
it's a pain, you know. So um, the, this makes it just ridiculously fast. And uh, the, we just we went through a couple iterations of the wrench. We just got the final version prototype in the house, and uh, it's all set up for production. So now I just got to sell a few of them to finance them actually being built because you know they're not. Uh, we're having everything done here in the U.S. and I like to promote the fact that everything, even the box that's coming in, is is made here in the states. Um, that's awesome. And uh, you know we're putting we're putting together. I had that choice to make, and this is one of those tough things that a lot of you guys in my position have to make. They either send it to China or or out of overseas and to get it done cheaply. But the problem with doing that is nine times out of ten you're going to end up with a cheap product, if that makes sense. Um, or I could have it done here in the States and completely control every step of the process and just make this incredibly, you know, badass tool that's going to last a lifetime, you know. So that those are my two options. I went with the latter. I don't, you know, because I'm going to try as the future goes to build more and more um, uh inventory of, of my tools of design tools I designed and start a little tool company and in, 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 uh, try to be my own sponsor, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. And, cool. um, so we just decided that, Hey, you know what? We're not going to put out any cheap tools. We're going to do these really great tools. They're going to cost a little more. Yes, but they're amazing. You know, we put a lot of time and effort and work into this. Tom and I did, um, you know, and we just, we brought this together and it is one, freaking amazing tool and I'm, I'm just thrilled to pieces to uh, be putting that out in the world so um so that's what it is it's a drill powered wrench that um, i'm hoping industry guys will find useful for you know hvac plumbing uh, electrical drop ceilings anytime they have a lot of all thread that's being st- installed in commercial and as a maintenance guy I, I, Absolutely. I, have to, I have to assume you're familiar with a lot of the HVAC stuff and the fire suppression stuff. There's a ton of all thread that goes into commercial buildings. So I'll tell you what I, I did today. I, could have, I, I did some today. I had to do some preventative maintenance that I could have used it. And I'm not kidding. I'm not blowing smoke. Um, uh, a, a powered gate, like we were, I was saying earlier, it's usually it's like a chain link fence that a motor and it rolls the chain and it pulls the gate open and close to do preventative maintenance on that. If it starts getting a little wobbly, because it's really not, Stabilize. I mean, this big thing is on a track and it's being pulled across it. So to stabilize that fence, it's got a couple pieces of all thread like an X that go corner to corner in each section of it. And you tighten those up. And when it's already got the chain link on the fence, there's no room there. There's really not. So you're turning those nuts. That you can imagine at the end of this X at the top, it's secured down at the bottom. You tighten that up to just give some more rigidity to this fence. And you've got about an eighth of an inch worth of turning room that you can do. Cause you just, there's nothing there, but if you could slip that DBT wrench over the top of that, it would just bzzz, boom, done. I'm, I'm not kidding you. Today I was thinking of you. I was thinking of you all day today, Izzy. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I'm just I, a I'll regular Tuesday. Later. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> so, it's just another Tuesday at the, in yeah. the, in the mind of Lutz. Yeah. yeah, so if uh, you know, so I appreciate you guys asking and letting let me take up so much of the time to plug my my new tool. Um, but that'll be up. That'll be available this weekend uh, at the new website IzzySwan.com, which will be hopefully up and running by Friday night, Saturday night. That's cool. awesome. So thank you for letting me you know throw that in there. <laughs> you well, let's get on to our topic. Nice guy. What, what am I working on? You ask. Finally. Um, oh yeah. Let's see here. I'm sorry, Phil. I mean, darn, shoot, whatever you're working on, it's going to be awesome. I already know. Go ahead. Okay. What is it? <laughs> well, I put out that video last week about the, about the shop lights. So, uh, it. yeah, it was, it was, um, you know, not the most spectacular project I've ever done, but it added something very significant to the shop and I'm very happy with how it turned out. And, uh, and I did a stupid thing and I, and I posted it to Reddit but um, I'm, I'm getting better at developing a thicker skin about that stuff and, and even trying to convert some of those people who initially maybe aren't so, so positive. Um, and I had, I had a decent experience with this one. Let me preface that by saying all the original comments that people post are horribly mean. But then once I sort of rebuttal back and forth a little bit, then they get nicer. You know, they're like, well, why'd you do it this way? Why didn't you do it that way? Because this is the way I did it. You know what I mean? Just, okay. Does, does Reddit have a ban button? Yes, and you can get banned from there. No, I mean... Oh, you, you you're saying people. the other way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're missing the point here, Phil. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess I am. <laughs> no, but you know what? Like, just straight up, I'm trying to grow listenership and viewership and all that stuff. And 
it's a massive, massive audience there. Like just, and I posted it in the DIY subreddit. And at any given time, there's 8,000 people on there browsing. So it's like insane. It would be crazy not to try to gather some of that. And it, and I did, you know, I, I got like another 300 views on, on top of the 1200 I had before. So it's pretty significant. Cool. Yeah. I got another like 10 subscribers or whatever. And, uh, I'm going to try this Reddit thing. I've never actually typed Reddit into my browser yet. I've heard a lot about it. Um, never been there. Yeah. No, the key from what I'm learning about it, and it's probably duh, obviously, but you know, you can't just sort of waltz in, dump your videos and then leave, you know, they really sort of don't really respect that. And I kind of get it. You know, if, you know, someone did that on the Facebook group, we wouldn't be happy. So, you know, it's it's I really more a case of group all the time. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, but we participate. You know, like we're active members, and that's what they want to see. They want to see a community of people. They don't want to see know, I get it. people being jerks. Like well, me. I would love to be a community over there. As soon as they make it a lot easier to navigate for an old fart like me, right? <laughs> I've heard st- horror stories how there's like, what the hell? You got to go to a Reddit, but your sub is not really a Reddit because you have to go to the bilateral letter Reddit. That's a subreddit of that Reddit. And then what the hell is a Reddit? I mean, is it like – And then why do you mean? have to wait nine minutes to make it – you have to post something, wait nine minutes, then post something else, then wait nine more minutes, and then post something else? Yeah, because they don't want you to like just be clogging it up with like spam. So they're trying to make sure there's not a robot doing it. I got you. That's, that actually makes sense. Thank you for explaining that to me. You know, <laughs> I do a lot of that around quite, here. My feelings aren't quite so hurt right now about Reddit anymore. <laughs> so. <laughs> It's it's still beyond me. I'm I'm, I'm no no. Uh, so, it's like um, me. It's like me and Twitter. I don't get it. I, I need. I know I need to learn how to use it. But I just don't get it. Yeah, I don't know if you need necessarily need to. I feel like it's been replaced um, quite a bit with like Instagram. Like I don't know. Um, I like Instagram better than Twitter, but I'm also twitterating better than I've ever twitted before. All right. Yeah. What do you say to that? I. I say, anyways, back to me. I wasn't finished my segment. There you go. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you making, anyway? Yeah, so turns out I'm going to North Carolina for business this week, so I can't really make anything. But next week, I'm going to make cubbies for the kids. So that, that'll that be my thing there. Bought some melamine, bought some edge banding. It's the first time i really be doing that. Um, I have my router now, so I'll be able to make my dados properly. And uh, I'm really excited about that one. That'll be my first sort of, like, you know, casework that I'll be making. So it's uh like an is, actual is cabinet it, tree work. Is it yeah. heat is it uh melt on mel, um edge banding yeah, the, or tape? The iron on stuff. Okay. Ooh. Is it not so good? <laughs> no, it, you it, it works great. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of okay. work. It's it's way more work than than the double-sided tape on stuff. Well, to to be fair, what I did do was instead of getting one 4 by 8 sheet, I got 16 inch by 8 feet sheets. Mm-hmm. So three of those sides are already edge banded. So if I right. do it properly, I only have like a couple of 16 inch length that I have to do. So, cool. it, I mean, it was an extra three do- $3 total. It was, instead of 30 bucks a sheet, it was 33 for the three already edge banded separate 16 inch. Totally widths. worth every penny of it. Yeah. That's what I figured. And so it was you, easier I, to transport. I, I can't, I can't wait for the video cause you lost me when you started doing the math. With the three sides <laughs> minus one and um, carry the four and yeah, I I mean it's kind of like a Rubik's cube puzzle. I think now I have to watch the video to figure it out. That's right. That's right. Hey, so uh, now I know I'm from the West Coast and you're going to North Carolina and on my map it's like only what 20 minutes from South Carolina. Can you stop by and say hi to Is? <laughs> only if he wants to come to Greensboro and hang out at the. Spring Hill Suites with me, with <laughs> half an hour between bedtime and work. Four and a half, five. Uh, only if you guys record that, because that would be a video. It'd be pretty sweet. So, uh, <laughs> what time you want to swing by, Izzy? I'll just make sure that I'm, I'm around. I gotta wash my hair that day. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna take a long time. <laughs> oh, I forgot. There's some things you can't unsee when you imagine them in your mind. <laughs> Greensboro is a good is a good five hour clip from me, so yeah, it's not a, it's not a short trip. No, actually, there's no there, there isn't even a direct flight from from Montreal. I have to do a stopover in Philadelphia. That's how kind of remote it is, I guess, a little bit. Um, anyway, so that's that's me. Anyways, let's uh, let's launch into our topic here, and um, it is the reveal. 
So this is uh, this is our fiftieth episode, and uh, this topic uh, has nothing to do with that. But I still thought it was not really no. But no, hey, I would not, like to point out that what, but the fiftieth episode, what is significant about this, and as much as we missed him and we love him, um, our very first guest that we ever had on Reclaimed Audio was Izzy Swan, and for our fiftieth episode, we also have Izzy Swan. I'm thinking that's kind of special. And Izzy, seriously, <laughs> thank you for joining us. Well, thank you for thank you for having me, and I feel like I should have one of those little party whistles or something. And whew, you know, blah. I have a really cool hat. Yeah, I'll add one in in post. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, well, thank you, thank you for having me, guys. Um, it's 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 been, it's an honor to be here. I've been enjoying I've been enjoying a few of your podcasts when I do get a chance to listen to them. You guys have been doing a really great job, and the fact that you're still here, fifty episodes later, and still growing and still going strong is really really cool. Yeah. Thank Appreciate you. that. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I, felt, I feel like I need a hug now. Let's start. <laughs> yeah, let's do this. So the reveal. So we're going to talk a little bit about sort of what uh, what experiences we've had with revealing our projects, uh, both good and bad. Um, I'll start off because why not? Um, so my, most of my reveals are actually really kind of unseen to me. I don't ever really see them because a lot of most of what I sell is online. Yes. You in the green. Uh, I was going to ask this story going to involve you taking any clothes off. Not that kind of reveal. No, I said I was done doing that in the pre-show. Oh, okay. Good, good, good. I just, I just, it's go ahead. Continue, please. All right. So yeah. So a lot of my stuff is on Etsy. In fact, most of my stuff is on Etsy. And, um, and the only time that I really get people's reactions is if they take the time to write a review. So I think I have 50 something sales on Etsy in the last year or so and uh and maybe 17 reviews. So that's really cool to get it, but I've only had a few uh like real life reveals and they they can be hugely gratifying. And the one that I'm most proud of is uh one of the first things that I made was this uh was this coffee table. I saw this this West Elm design and I was like, mm, "You know what? I could probably do that." Uh, you know, naively thinking that I could just do it with like a circular saw. Everything was beveled, all bevel corners to attach every single joint. And it all had to be clamped and glued and there were no seams. So it was like, it took me like four months to do, but I did it. And it's in my basement here. <laughs> and uh, and I stained it gray. And, and anyway, all to say that uh, I showed it to my in-laws and, and they were blown away by it. And this sort of making thing is kind of a really weird thing for them. And, they don't really get it. You know, you go to the store, you buy your furniture, you don't make it. So uh, me doing what I do is kind of this really strange thing. But they sort of have gotten into it and, you know, they're they're having fun with it. And, and this was like sort of the first piece of acceptance for me. So it was uh, a really, really great experience. Very cool. Do you find them asking you to build things now? I'm just curious. My wife does. <laughs> Whereas before, it was kind of like, this is weird. Let's just buy it at Ikea. I was like, no, I could make it for a third of the price and it'll be way better. And now that I've sort of proved that formula, you know, I, I have a list. Right. Well, you're not, you're not only handy. I mean, you're not only, you know, making, but you're handy. Weren't you in Florida and a, a light bulb socket went out or something and you jumped to the rescue and went to home Depot and put a whole yeah. new fixture in or something like that. So they've always house? known, they've always known me to be handy. So I have like just done all kinds of maintenance at their house. But that Florida thing, yeah, that was cool. Actually, what happened was they wanted a, a wall sconce. And so I took one that was uh, – how did I do it? Oh, it was a hard wire. And I turned it into a plug-in with an inline switch. And I mounted it in like plaster with anchors and stuff. Anyways, oh, like cool. – yeah, it was it was cool. I think that's right what on. it was. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah, yeah, really, really proud of that. So uh, what about you, Bill? Let, let me hear about some of your, your favorite reveals – well, I, I, you know, I, let's, I, I want to, I'll start off philosophically and, and just say that honestly, um, I think I was saying this to you before that, um, driving around in traffic that's getting crazy out here and you're, you're getting frustrated. Sometimes at work, you can't be exactly the nice person that you want to be, but online and in this maker community, I'm, I am using this podcast as well to reveal myself to be, um, who I really am. And I really, I like that aspect of it. It's really allowing me to just express myself, whether it's through making things or just, you know, enjoying the company of, of other makers. Um, that mush being said, <laughs> uh, one of the tools, 
One of, one of the tools that I've, I've used a reveal for, and I, I, the example I will use is that when I was building out Casey's salon, um, as they're stressed out, they've got all this stuff. They're trying to get ready to open this new salon. I'm trying to build all the furniture with a few tools. And one of the, the main items that they needed first was their styling stations. They can't open a salon without some place for people to sit down and get their hair cut. So we came up with this idea for the styling stations and it was kind of touch and go with Casey's business partners. Casey's kind of watching the, she trusted me a hundred percent. She's watching how the process is going, but her partners weren't, they, you know, they, they live far, not far away from us, but it's, you know, it's not around the corner. So after much, um, worry on their part, I think as I got the very first one, cause I had to make three of them. Uh, when I got the first one done, so it's pretty raw. I haven't stained it. I, you know, I haven't done any of the finish work, but the basic framing of it, so to speak, was done. The, the raw build. And I invited them over and basically I had them come in my shop. The garage door was open. They're facing, they're in my garage facing outside from around the corner of the house. I have this sheet draped over the top of this thing and it's on wheels anyway. So I roll this thing around the corner and the wind is blowing and it looks like Casper the friendly ghost is coming to in the garage. And it was just, it was so using this big dramatic thing and I had music. I mean, it was, it was, it was dramatic and I used that to ease the tension, so to speak. And also the, the whining and wanting to change things, uh, which I hate, you know, it's like, no, I'm doing it like this. You're just going to have to like it. It's just cheap labor here. But anyway, by using <laughs> that drama and everything, um, they loved it. You know, I whipped the sheet off in this real big dramatic fashion. And everybody's like, Ooh, ah, and it was, it was a good thing. So all that to say, I think you can use the reveal sometimes if you have a client, if you have somebody that you're making something for and the communication may not be perfect. And, you know, maybe do something like that. Just try and get them to smile and have fun, make it dramatic. And as long as you're not, you know, they wanted a purple tree house and you built them a pink bathtub, as long as it's something close to what they want, you know, just that, I don't know, use the reveal as a tool to make things uh, a little bit, a little bit less frictionational. Frictionational. I like that. So yeah. Izzy, you probably have a million positive reveals. That's not what I want to hear. I want to hear the dirt. So tell me about... Tell me, I want to hear about some of the most horrible reveals that you've done in your career. Uh, well, I think large in large part, most of what we've done over the years is I'll, you know, we'll build, you know, 30, 40, 50 pieces of furniture in a month and then they get shipped off to, uh, you know, stores. So I don't, you know, the store owners, I hear from the store owners that they love them and it's all great, but I don't get to see a lot of that. Um, that's been the larger part of what what's happened for me over the years. I do do some client work, but it's very, very select few clients. I mean, they're the, the kind of clients that, you know, you, you tell them, Hey, I don't know what it's going to look like, how much it's going to cost or how long it's going to take me to do it. And they still say yes. <laughs> so, you know, um, best kind. I've done some, right. I've done some work for those guys over the years, just because I kind of, how I started out was wanting to do that very very special one-off type pieces. And I did manage to, over the years, accumulate a, a handful of clients that, that would, um, that would do that. And I've gotten some really good reveals that way. Um, I've never had a bad reveal that way. Uh, I'm, I'm just trying to worst bad story. I think, well, what about, don't I, you, um, don't you have to design and send those designs to, um, cause now you, I, I've heard you say before, you don't actually have to sometimes what you do now, you don't have to build it, but you design it and you work on that design and you send it off. And if they like it, they build 50 of them. It goes off to Vegas or wherever. Right. Have you ever like sent them off a design? Like, yes, this is amazing. Check this out. And then they call up and say, no, no, I've never had that happen. So they it's another dud, is he? I know. I'm sorry. I, um, I've never, I've never had that. I've never ex gone through that. Now, um, I, I did one time, um, this is, the, they love the furniture, but it didn't fit. Um, I had a interior <laughs> designer, right? I had an interior designer who wanted me to build this kind of weird U-shaped table, a, a breakfast nook, and then a little, like a little China type cabinet to fit in this little bay walkout kitchenette or a di dinette really. And, right. um, so I, I I did I designed it up. She she sent me photographs of the of the area. This was away. Um, it wasn't within a driving distance, you know, kind of thing to go measure and look at. So she sent me a bunch of pictures, and and sent me all the dimensions of the room. And I designed pieces accordingly. I built the I built the buffet. Um, 
first and sent them photographs of it and it was it was safe enough that i could sell it to a, a, a retail store if it didn't they didn't like it but right they loved it so i built a matching table with bird's eye maple top and uh, yellow birch root systems and then i built the uh the uh, china the china cabinet um was almost oh, seven feet tall and four feet you know wide and wow. it was 20 24 inches deep and it was you know nice and had backlit, backlit glass and, you know, places to hang wine, uh, wine glasses and you know, blah, blah, blah. So, um, sent them pictures of it. They were ecstatic over it, loved it, um, shipped it out there and found out that the interior designer gave me all very wrong dimensions and none of it. <laughs> oh my God. What so, a waste. And that was, that was about four weeks worth of work, you know, with me and two other guys working on it solid for four weeks. So it wasn't like it was a, this table was not a table that would go anywhere else. I mean, it was this kind of awkward U shape type style, you know, table and it had yellow, uh, yellow birch root stumps going out in different directions. And, uh, it had very specific, uh, apron pattern to match that, that on, on the buffet and the, and the, and the uh, China cabinet. And it was just, it was, it turned into a, a nightmare. So, um, that's almost, but not on your part. You didn't do it on purpose, but that's almost a bait and switch reveal. It's like, oh my God, we love it. I can't wait. Can't use it. So, <laughs> there you go. Can't use um, it. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that ended up being almost a two year long battle. So, um, I didn't, wow. however, I didn't make full, I didn't make the full price on it, but I did get my, the money I had into the project out of it. So, and, um, I, we ended That's up cutting one. up, we ended up cutting up that table and, uh, using the material <laughs> for other stuff. I did manage to sell the hutch and the, uh, and the China cabinet over a period of time, but yeah, it was, it was a nightmare. So, uh, you know, that's in, in that case, that reveal was went pretty bad. <laughs> so <laughs> it showed up at their place. They absolutely loved it. They tried to put it in and it wouldn't fit anywhere. So, um, but you know, things like that happen and, uh, it's, it's just part of, it's the, the, you know, I, I've listened to Jimmy Durasta tell stories about, um, you know, working on a project that they delivered and the customer just wasn't, was not a hundred percent happy. It happens, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. it happens. I've seen people come into stores pick furniture out, physically see the furniture, pick it out, love it, take it to their house. And all of a sudden they don't love it anymore because it just didn't, it didn't, that whole, the whole appearance just didn't match what they saw in their head. Right. You know, so th there's that as well. Um, you can design it, you know, work with the customer to design a piece of furniture that they think they want and, and, and show up and to deliver it and put it in this place where they envisioned it. And all of a sudden it's like, well, it doesn't look like I thought it would, you know, well, and it's you, not you know what else that is? That's the fact that we take for granted as, you know, builders and makers and all that stuff is that we have excellent spatial recognition. You can look at something, know how big it is and know where it's going to fit for the most part. I would say most yep. of us are very, very good at that. Most other people are not. My wife, you could give her like a Rubik's cube, as you said before, or, you know, like a, a massive thing and it, it just it'll get confused in her head and she won't even understand how one could fit and the other won't. It's just something that we take for granted. And I, I've noticed that, that a lot of people are like that, just poor spatial recognition. So even if you see it in person, you're not home to realize that it's too big or too small for the space. Yeah. Well, it's not, it's not only spatial recognition. It's as makers and, and Izzy, especially you as a designer, even if it's not your taste or your style, you can see if you know what's in somebody's home and they're looking at a chair at the you know furniture store, um, whether or not that's going to go with their style. I mean, okay. I, I think as makers, we have not so much taste as we have an eye for how things go together. You know I mean? It's, and a lot of people don't either. Like you said, they, oh my God, it's the most amazing couch ever. And they sit on it. They love it. They love the color, everything. It gets to their house and it's awful. And they, they why did we ever pick this couch? And yeah. yeah. It's, well, we were also looking at it under yellow lights in the store and we have white lights at home. And Amber yeah, lights. I forgot so to take that. Much. Yeah, I don't know if people, most people don't know that, but that's the trick of most retailers is using amber lighting in the in their stores. It, mm -hmm. it puts off a much more romantic glow um, mm -hmm. on 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 furniture and and um, and art, artistic pieces. Oh, so sure. a very hard bright light like we we use for for um, recording videos does not. Well, see so, now, right now we're not really recording a video, and if you guys will notice, I have amber lighting on me, and I think that's kind of why <laughs> Phil's been giving me that look for the last few minutes. <laughs> You you I, missed a couple of the winks I threw at you also. Oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
what else did I want to talk about? I wanted to well, talk about, about. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to ask Izzy because he's the he's the video king between the three of us. I mean, he's made a few more than we have. Yeah, a couple. Um, how do you use? Do, do you like to use the reveal in your videos? Like, um, I, I think for me personally, at the beginning, sometimes of the video, I just show what I built and say, "Check out how I did it." Or sometimes I actually just start tearing apart a pallet with my Izzy Bar Pro. And um, start tearing apart a palette, and then just the whole process of the video is waiting till the end of the surprise, and it's like, oh, this is what I made. So, you, do you find yourself using the reveal in your videos at all? I uh, I do use a reveal in my videos, but it's typically for projects like the walking machine or the dinosaur or these bigger projects. Right. And the reveal is right at the front of the video. It's not, you know, I'm doing all the stuff, and then at the end I reveal it. I reveal it Im- immediately. Um, but for the most part, I, I wouldn't call them reveals. Like I'll show some mechanism working or whatever, and then talk about why and how um, I'm going. You know, the project. You know, just a quick five or ten second little blurb of, hey, I'm like for instance, I want to build this drill press table. I need this. You know, I need to move my handle up front, so I'm building this. You know, lifting device, um, and um, I start building it. You know, I I, uh, I think for the most part, people want to see a little taste of what they're of what's happening. You know, if you start from 90% of what I do, if you, if I just started building it, people would be lost until the end. So there needs to be, <laughs> um, and, and that's not an insult. It's just, there's so much, there's so many different little things going on that it's, no, uh, I get it. You it have some complex sense. builds. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't make sense. And well, then I wouldn't, well, yeah, I'm not sure I'd classify that most of them as complex, but some of them got, can be, um, well, when I'm, when I'm the viewer, it's complex. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> you you want to be nice to him, but he won't even let you. I know. And I'm saying, all I can think of when he says that is he's a maintenance guy at an airport. I'm not flying into your airport, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I don't work on the airplanes. I work on the airport. There's a difference. Yeah. I don't, if you like maintenancing the runway, I'm yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, no, but you know, so that's, 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 the reveal in the videos and I'm not, I am not a good videographer and I don't edit videos very well. You know, you look at all these other guys who are, you know, bigger than me and even much smaller than me. And they do this this great job. Cactus, cactus woodworking. Is that it? Yeah. Um, He's great. His videos are freaking phenomenal. Like Mm -hmm. they're edited to perfection. And I look at his videos and then I go watch mine and I'm like, I'm just going to go in the house. I mean, what am I even doing here? (laughs) Right. What am I doing with my life? Um, but his, his videos are edited to perfection. He can turn something, you know, which to me, if I were to do in my shop would feel mundane into something beautiful, into this like moving piece of art. Yeah. You know? And I we, hate him. We love him. So. Yeah. We love him. <laughs> like when he did those clicky bench dogs. Right. Right. Exactly. You know, and, and I wouldn't even consider making a video of that. And here he turns this into this very artful project, you know, and, and video. And I'm just like, I, I, I it's I actually up for a Golden Globe this year. I don't know if you know that. Oh well, he deserves it. You know, so <laughs> you know, so for me, it's I because of my limited abilities, I have to focus very much on personality. More than that, I have to focus on content. You know, I have to make it energetic to watch. I have to have good content. That, you know, and I like to do things and that's not always the case, but I try to keep things as original as I possibly can. So, and that's, that's how I do that. So it's now we got way off from the reveal, but, um, well, to, to interrupt and this, this will be fun. And I don't know whose phone number this is. I just got a message on my phone and it's just a phone number and it's somebody who knows both Casey and I. And if this is somebody who listens to the podcast, they're now going to be famous. But this is the this is the message I swear that just came onto my phone. This is fun. Little known fact: when you're at work late by yourself, you can poop with the door wide open. And I don't know who this person is. I'm assuming it's I I don't recognize the phone number, so I'm sure it's not Casey's mom. So I'm safe there. Um. But yeah, that's just thought I'd throw that out there. Anyway, yeah. Phil, how do you use the reveal to uh, make your videos? Do you use it at all? I just and that's kind of a reveal with the door open while you're pooping, right? Well, I, little known fact: if you have kids under the age of three, you can't close the door to go poop because they will be banging on it the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> so, just leave yeah. it open. <laughs> that's why I only poop at work. <laughs> Anyways, oh, this, this is awesome. 
Yeah, this is something else. Uh, I think I think I missed him now. With he's the one. He clearly is the one who has some level of decorum amongst <laughs> amongst us. You know, we wouldn't dare to have a, a pooping conversation if Tim was there. He'd be like, "My stars, <laughs> my stars." I oh no. Anyway, oh, Phil, he can, he can go hug a chicken. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, do chickens. But um, I, I I go back and forth on it because a lot of the times. I, I don't know uh I, I don't know if I'm gonna finish the video, you know, that week and I just wanna get started. So if I waited until I, I don't know. I, I just sort of start rolling and then that's the way I go with it. A couple of projects I have so I have shown the project to begin with, like my step stool. I showed the step stool in the beginning, I think my iPad holder for the car, I did that. And uh, I don't have enough videos really to see if one works better than the other. I think I'm up to like twenty three videos or something, so nothing crazy. Um, but yeah, I guess my videos are starting to lean more towards like the little bit of the artsy. I'm really trying to push the envelope that regard, be- become a little bit more, um, filmmakery and, you know, timing the cuts to the beat of the music and, and different wow. angles and, and being more aware of light and that kind of stuff. That's a really so, good um, idea. I just heard Gloria Estefan in my head. <laughs> <laughs> the rhythm, the rhythm the, got me, I guess. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, uh, that's exactly. that's cool. I'd be interesting to to see how that grows because I mean I, I know I've battled with it. I've changed my format so many times over the past three years, just trying to find that comfort zone. And now I've gotten to the point where if a video takes me more than two hours to edit, it, I'm not doing ever going to do it that way again. It's got to yeah, be between, I agree. You know, forty minutes to two hours. That's my edit time. If it's more than that, then I if I don't like that format. So, <laughs> yeah, Luis Gonzalez gave told me. Because I was talking to him about, man, I, I watch guys like David Welder and, and uh, Jocko even, I mean, you know, how they, oh, yeah. they make little movies, you know. Yeah. Lauren's like, like that oh. with Christiana too. They do all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, they yeah. had a lot of like documentary to it. But I, So I'm talking to Luis Gonzalez about that. And he says, Bill, you know what? You have basic build porn. Just leave it at that. Mm. You're going you're gonna to learn a little more about editing as it goes. But I just, I don't have any real interest in doing a mini maker movie. You know, and he said, look, if your content's decent and what you make is cool for right now and you're learning and that's good enough. And, and I'm going to stick with that because I just the, I want to be more friends with technology, but I'm just I, I don't feel the hug or the love yet with technology to be able to do that kind of stuff. Well, you, but some, you know what? Some, some videos are awesome. No, for sure. But you know what? I, I also to help myself out with that edit time, because Izzy you brought up that point, I now start to film with editing in mind. Whereas before, you know, you just have the camera going and you're like, whatever, let's see what happens. And then later on, six hours of film, I got to make 10 minute video. Exactly. So now I'm really like, okay, I'm filming this one thing. Yes. I'm making four legs, but no, nobody needs to see the other three. I'll just make the one and, you know, let you figure out the rest. And, and, you know, and if I have to film two of them and pick the better of the two, then so be it. That's what I'll do. But really filming with editing in mind, I think, speeds up the editing process big time. Yeah. Certainly that's has for me. If you have, that's if you have the room for that extra thought process. Because there's sometimes when I forget to film stuff, I'm like, crap, can I pull that apart now and go back and film it? Because <laughs> <laughs> in my video, it's just going to all of a sudden magically be halfway done. It's like, oh, jeez. Well, sometimes you can get away with that. You need to, oh, my battery died. And it here's the like stop product. motion. Is that how they do stop motion? It depends on. Yeah, I was gonna say it just depends on what the project is. Really, you know, yeah. it's like uh, I filmed. I filmed and edited that video I put out this morning. Um, I had three hours into the build and and editing. Um, it was not a long project, uh, but I, I had when I was done. I had 28 minutes of footage to edit through to down to eight minutes. It wasn't hard. Yeah, so, <laughs> that's great. You know, <laughs> but that's the way to like do you it. said, it, it's it's it's. Uh, you know, and it depends on the build too. Those really small, uncomplicated builds are easy to do that. You get into something more complicated, a lot more components, a lot more pieces of something to put together. It can be very hard to keep a video under seven, eight minutes, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, again, it's just, if you, if you go into it thinking like, how am I going to film this and kind of have a preset in your head about the, the rhythm or the, or the, the fashion of the, of the video, how it's going to go, um, it gets a lot easier. Uh, it does. Sure. It, it, and I mean, after 320 videos now, it, it gets really easy. It, it's almost <laughs> wow. second nature. No, so. for sure. 
Yeah, I was also thinking about sort of style really dictates length of video too. Like I've done some really long, really long. I did one that was almost 18 minutes and it was very um, explainy, you know, like really, you know, very DIY. Here's how I did this and here's how I did this. And, uh, and, and <laughs> actually I can't even really honestly gauge how well it did because Tim sort of helped me cheat a little bit by um, having people re-edit the video. So I got a lot more views because of that. But I find the shorter the video, five, six minutes, doesn't have to be super explainy. I, I'm just adding titles now so that if you want to listen to it on mute, you can. That's really sort of been my, my go-to now. And again, sort of editing, I mean, oh, filming with editing. Were you you before that? What's that? <laughs> Didn't hear you, no, but that probably wasn't you. very nice. It was. It's not worth repeating, Phil. <laughs> so. Very well. <laughs> it's like I tell my kids, you don't you don't need to say that again. Trust me, just don't. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I'll hear it later on when I edit and then edit it out. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> you, 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 do, you do hold the power. Phil's got Phil has the power like he like He Man. That's right. That's right. The reclaimed audio He Man, Phil. <laughs> and Bill is cringer. That joke <laughs> was the power of problem. my gray coffee table. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we can tell how old we are, can't we? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, I don't know how old you guys were, but I was about five or six when I was watching that on Sunday mornings. I was in my teens. Yeah, I think Early I was a little, older, a little older than that. <laughs> okay. Uh, but E-Man is just cool no matter how old you are. I mean, come on. Think about it. I agree. I agree. And Thundercats. If you remember Thundercats, oh, Thundercats, Thundercats go. Cool. Yeah, that's right. Damn it! Now you just sent me on this loop of like '80s nostalgia. Right. Um, talk about talk about great reveals, right? Then they they come out with their powers. I am He Man, and the big sword comes out. <laughs> I have the power, and then Thundercats go. Awesome reveals, man! Talk about some awesome reveals and kick-ass so, theme songs. I know we should all have reveals like that for our channels. You know, just one, you know, one really charismatic reveal where we come out holding a hammer above our heads or something. <laughs> I'm getting some ideas oh, man, right I'm now. Writing this down. I'm yeah. writing this down. Let me just put this down in my Izzy pad. Okay, you guys start first, and we'll see how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start it small. Well, Izzy, Izzy, you can't really – you don't have the time to do something like that. Phil and I, on the other hand – we. oh, no, wait. You, Phil has kids too. Okay, so I've got the time to do something like this, and I can work on it for the next year. So on our 100th uh, episode, you come back, and I'll have the reveal video. All right, sounds good. That's that's right. the long game right there. No, I don't screw around. I'm I, although I don't have as much time to lose anymore. But you know, <laughs> yes. All right, uh, let's talk about what we're watching. Um, Izzy, you want to talk about um, the video that you suggested? Sure. Um, I haven't had a lot of time to watch videos. There's a lot going on, but I did come across one that, to me, I would consider it an epic video. I mean, this thing was phenomenal. When you see the very intro. The reveal um, is this copper wire tree. Somebody kind of wired, you know, twisted all together, and it doesn't look real. It looks like CGI. And, and if you go check out the video, you'll 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 you trust me. You'll be like, oh, he wasn't kidding. It's crazy. Uh, so it is a small, I don't know, eight ten inch tall. It looks like a looks like you, something you see like a giant water oak down here in the south. But it's all done with copper wiring. The guy took a bunch of hundreds and hundreds of strands of copper wiring and, and twisted it all together and it's uh the channel is mist eight it's mist the word mist and then the number eight k and um it was up the video went up three months ago it's got about three hundred thousand views on it but it's wow it it should have more than that i mean this this thing should have gone viral as far as if you ask me you know uh it is crazy and uh it would and it's so simple i mean it's like if you want to do some sculpting here, get some wire and a pair of pliers and, you know, go to town, you know, it, it's a really cool idea. And I could see how a lot of things could be done with just that in just that type of uh, medium art. And, yeah. um, it, it's nuts. And I, I would highly encourage people to go check it out. And I trust me, your minds will be blown. Sweet. Somebody could do that with some reclaimed, um, you know, Housewire. Uh, yeah. I was thinking yeah. like you could open up some old telephone wire. You know, you get like the eight strands or the four strands and all the different colors would be really cool. 
Yeah. In my neighborhood, they actually open up telephone poles and take the copper wire, but that's a different deal. So, right. Where you? Because you're in Oakland, right? Yeah. Wait a minute. There's, Bay Area. there's copper wires in telephone poles. Well, you know, they, <laughs> that's how they, they pressure treat po- them. <laughs> the, oh. the, the the light poles and stuff. People stealing that's, wire that's all the time. There's one of them fancy copper trees. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'm still fascinated by the guy that has missed eight with a K, and I figured out that was mistake. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but if you but say that, just, nobody will. Everybody will be searching the wrong thing. I, well, I know it'd be a mistake to say that. <laughs> also, also, it didn't occur to me until you just said it. Right. Ooh, really? That happens never. Maybe I'll edit that part out too. Yeah, we I mean <laughs> Phil. You have to keep the. You, you know, you have to keep the presence. You are the smartest man in the room. That, that's okay. <laughs> uh, you never want to be the smartest man in the room. That means you're that's not right. learning. My dad's what my dad always said. He says, that yeah. if you're the smartest man in the room, you're in the wrong room. For sure. That's what Jack Welch used to say. Yeah. He, said, he always wanted to be so the I, dumbest guy in the room. I always like pointing you know, to my buddy sitting next to me and going, look at that guy. He thinks he's the smartest guy in the room. Very clever. Not you, though, Phil. Really? I know, because it's a virtual room. Uh, Bill, who are you watching? What are you watching? Please talk. Oh, um, so t- I, I want to do another little guy. Um, he's he's, <laughs> I, and I've I've given him a shout out before. Not little guy like in the size, because he's actually built more like you know me and Izzy. Right. Um, me and Izzy. <laughs> I I just want to I want to clarify something for everybody who's listening and can't actually see this. Um, compared to me, Bill's a little fella. <laughs> I yeah. would say roughly half my weight, maybe, maybe a little bit uh, beyond half my weight, but not much more. So, <laughs> no, I'm a, I'm a bit more, I think. What are you? One, a, what are you? Two hundred? No, 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 I'm I'm a two thirty. So, okay, so you only weigh one hundred and forty pounds less than I do. <laughs> yeah, well, that's like me and Phil. So me and Phil make Izzy. Oh yeah. Well, I'm a buck fifty wet. So. Okay. I was a buck fifty wet in third grade. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't even want to tell you what I was in third grade. I think I was a tadpole. That's, that's another right. thing. Once you see it in your mind, Sorry. you can't unsee it. So way anyway. uh, way off track here. Okay, bud. What what, what video have you been watching? Well, it's it's not a video. It's it's a guy's channel, and uh, um, I gave him a shout out before. Wildman Tech, and his name is Marsh. And he's a listener of the podcast. Up, Marsh, um, and, and a really super nice guy. And he just started a channel. It looks like about four months ago. If I look back on his videos, um, some of them are explaining things. Uh, he did one on fixing a belt sander. I think he made a coffee table in one. But the one that really caught my attention was he took an old metal. You know, because we're reclaimed audio. So he took an old metal desk, and it was, uh, I think, 36 inches wide or something. He needed it to be 22 inches. So he had to cut a section out of the middle of this metal desk. And I'm thinking, okay, I would just cut out this middle section and weld everything back together. And he did, but he kind of did it in a way that he peeled off the top layer, left the stud sticking out. So the back portion, he took the studs out. He could slide it over. It was a lot. It was just... It's just one of those things. It's like, Izzy, a lot of the videos I watch that you do, I learn. I, I see a lot of tips and things. It's like, oh, I wouldn't think about that. That's a good technique or something like that. So this guy, watch him like that. I think he's a fabricator. Um, you can tell he knows what he's doing in a machine shop or in a, in, in a shop. Of, what's the name of his channel? Sorry. Wildman or Wildman, one word, tech, T-E-C-H. Wildman tech, all one word. I know we're having a guy the show. I'm sitting here searching for guys. Sorry. <laughs> oh, that's good. If Izzy Swan is searching for his channel, he's probably a hell of excited right now. Definitely. Um, but he's he's a, he's a super nice guy and he's really supportive. And I I just think that you know all seven or eight people that listen to our show go watch his videos, subscribe. He's only got like a hundred subscribers ish, maybe 150. I don't know, maybe 75. I'm not sure. But he's a little guy. He needs some love. Like all you know, me me and him, me and Marsh, we're, we're little guys. We need love. And we share love and and peace. And I missed him. <laughs> well, hopefully he gets over his bout of scurvy soon. Ah, scurvy! <laughs> um, okay, so who am I watching? I am watching, uh, I'm watching a fellow Canadian. His name is Dustin Penner, and he's a decent-sized channel, certainly much larger than I am. Um, and he makes some really, really great stuff. 
Uh, you just did a grappling hook video, but I didn't watch that one yet. The one I watched was the one before. <laughs> he just did a really cool video. I didn't watch yeah, it. I, hey. watch that. I, don't know. I saw the thumbnail. I, I didn't have time for that yet. See but how I the did... Canadians are? They're ruthless. That's what Canadians are known for. Our lack of ruth. ruthlessness. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's right. Right. Yeah. yeah. We have no Ruth. <laughs> no, I, I watched the one where he did like this uh, really cool live edge. Um, Picture for actually, it's not Live Edge. You know, Bill Avulsi did that one. No, this one's just like a really nice frame with uh, half lap joinery, and it's for that Izzy, uh, not that Izzy, sorry, that Jimmy sign that says if it is straight, it is, whatever it looks straight, it is straight. So, um, so that was really cool. And and I, you know, I've, this guy I've been wa- binge watch a whole bunch of his stuff, and you know, I do it from time to time. He's just really, you know, clean, simple, uh, great channel with a lot of really cool projects that I myself would do. So it's a, a recommendation that I. I'm uh, happy to give. Yeah, I'll, I'll throw my vote on for that too. I've been I've been catching a few of his videos here and there. He does a really nice job. Likes projects, good stuff. Yeah, good, good dude. Too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, actually, you know what? He did that coat rack, and I, I see that I watched it because my wife asked me to do something. That's uh, funny. Bring that from before. Yeah. So my wife wants me to make a coat rack because we don't have a mud room, so we need an area in the dining room where we can hang up the kids' stuff because the winter is coming. Um, apparently, I don't know. It was like 70 degrees here today. So I don't know. All right. Well, maybe, I'm, maybe more. 80. I know you guys are dreading it. I'm looking forward to it. Cause I get to actually, you know, I can start wearing a knit hat. That's pretty much all that changes here. So <laughs> <laughs> except for, I get to, I get to go outside so we can do some bigger projects now because it's not like, you know, 10 zillion degrees. So that'd be nice. Get a, yeah. It was a hot one for us, but I'm not looking forward to three feet of snow. I don't blame you. Yeah. So, Izzy, I know you've been busy with with getting back to your house because of the whole thing. I, I will never understand a hurricane until I live on the East Coast, probably. Um, and we're we're glad you're back safe and sound. And you, you probably missed, um, I don't know, so maybe two podcasts ago, but I was uh, we were talking about something, and I told a little story, and it had to do with you. <laughs> I want to do a shortened version of that. Basically, I had said how, you know, this year has been tough. I've been through some surgeries and blah, 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 blah. And part of that healing process is is feeling better physically as well as in your head. And I've been going to see a therapist. And so I'm a little nervous because the therapist in San Francisco, it takes me too long to get there. And I get all frustrated because of traffic. So closer to my house, I'm new therapist. I, I'm, I'm in two sessions with this guy. And I'm telling him, you know, I, I have like social anxiety and meeting people that I don't know and understand. He said, no, I get that. We'll work on that, blah, 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 blah. But then I had to admit to him, the third session, I do have a podcast. And I know that sounds weird. I have social anxiety, but I I, I have a podcast with in this maker community. And his eyes light up a little bit. He's like, go on. And so I said, yeah. So there's, you know, these people that make things, and they do videos. And I, I have a YouTube channel. And, and I know that seems kind of weird. I'm going to be going to Boston and I might be up on stage talking to a couple hundred people. That doesn't scare me. But the thought of meeting Casey's cousin for the first time, one person scares me. He's all, oh, I understand. And do you know that I watch Izzy Swan and Jimmy Duresta videos? My therapist watches your videos. <laughs> My therapist watches Izzy Swan videos. Find a new therapist. <laughs> Run, dude. Run. Oh, by I the way. I was able to bond. I was bonding over you with my therapy. So you're in my head much more than you think. Oh, dear Lord. Is is Casey's cousin hot? I'm just curious. He's a dude. So, yes. Uh, he, he is. No. He is. Retraction. Retraction. <laughs> he lives in Boston. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. This time of year, he's probably not that hot. He's probably, you know, cooled off a little bit. Probably lukewarm. Yeah, you know, winter's coming. Around 98. Yeah, I'm safe. My wife doesn't listen coming. to these podcasts, so we're good. <laughs> Casey's right. going to find out you were on. She's going to be all mad. You had Izzy, and I didn't get to say hi. Oh. I don't know why she likes you. Because I, I, I don't know. It's my stunning good <laughs> looks. It's re- that's what it is, really. <laughs> well, it's it's part of what attracts me to you, but that's a different story altogether. Right. Uh, Anyways, our channels. On Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, I am Phil Pinsky. William Lutz, I believe, has a, a URL right now. Do you want I to talk know, about isn't that? that amazing? Uh, thank you, Justin. Uh, I love you. I have WilliamLutz.com. I don't know how I have it, but I do. And if you click on it, you can see all my videos. There's a link to Reclaimed Audio, to Phil's channel and Tim's channel, and Casey's Salon is even in there. And and Justin Sparks' uh, Make, Build, Modify. He's in there. So everything I love in the world, minus Izzy Swan, is on my website. 
Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Izzy, you have, uh, you, have, you have some stuff to plug? Uh, sure. Uh, you guys, you know, for those of you who don't know me, you can find me on YouTube just by searching Izzy Swan. And uh, you can also go check out my almost done website at IzzySwan.com, which has links to everything. So... Awesome. Well, on top of that, though, real quick, don't you, aren't you doing a little extra project on another YouTube channel? A little extra project on another YouTube channel. The Hangouts thing. Oh, oh gosh, I almost forgot about that. Yeah. Dun, um, da, da, da. On Saturdays, we're doing uh, – what I've done is I've, I've invited um, a handful of industry professionals to join me on a um, – it's basically a Hangout right now uh, where we talk about – you know, we talk about all kinds of stuff. We talk about technology and in woodworking. We talk about design. We talk about some of the challenges of becoming a professional um, in your chosen field of making, whatever it happens to be. Um, and I've got a good crew so far, and we're, we've got a few more folks that will be um, popping up in the next few weeks over that. And I, I believe we're going to at some point turn this whole thing into a not only a live uh, forum. I like the live forum because people can ask questions, and that's really what it was bringing all the professionals in was about. Was hey, you know, you have a question, ask these guys. They have the answer. They've been doing. Most of these guys have been doing fifteen, you know, ten, fifteen, twenty years in the industry, and they know their stuff inside out, backwards and forwards. And that was really the idea of bringing all these guys together. Now, most of them are on YouTube. There's a couple that aren't. I'll, you'll, I'll, you guys will meet those guys here in the next still three or four weeks, and. Um, so that's what it was about, but I think we'll probably end up turning that at some point into a podcast as well, um, just because that's yeah. not not an hour long though, just like a forty-five minute dealio. Um, it just it's a popular forum, and it would be silly of us not to not to move in that direction as well. So, um, yeah. Listen, sorry I haven't been able to make it on the show yet. Right. <laughs> so it's uh, <laughs> It's, you know, it, it is what it is. It's just, uh, it's, it's a fun time. You know, uh, we're going to be talking about all kinds of crazy topics that revolve around uh, woodworking, metalworking, starting businesses, you know, living in that business, managing a business, you know, and, and we're going to hit some of the, try to hit some tough topics and, and really get some, you know, some good solid answers from guys who really know their business, really know what's going on out there. And, and that's what that was all about. And I, I, you know, we'll see where it goes. We'll see. You know, so what, what day and time Saturdays at nine on my second channel, which is uh, what is he up to on YouTube? So is he, is he, uh, you can just search that. What is he up to? And there you go. Or you can just search the mega maker show. So, mega maker show. I'm calling it mega makers. Cause they're all industry guys. I, I struggled with trying to come up with a name for this show. <laughs> like that one's easy. Done. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Well, that's exciting. I've gotten to watch a couple, and, and uh, very cool. It's very cool. Hey, you know, I'm learning. You guys that do this every week inside and out and do such a wonderful, amazing job, hats off to you guys because, you know, keeping a conversation going and, and making it entertaining to listen to and still being valuable and full of good information, that's a trick. There's a, there's an art to that, and I'm, I'm still learning all of that, and um, hopefully it will keep getting better and better. So it's, it's my technical savvy and the magic of my editing that makes this podcast possible. So Phil, yeah, I, I, oh, I thought that would, Phil just said that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Bill is definitely the grease that keeps this machine lubricated. I'm always lubed up, ready to go. <laughs> well, I think it's another edit point right there. <laughs> All right. Uh, I, Go I ahead. see Phil's behind there writing with his little notepad down, edit what time? 103, edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> you know what the scary thing is, is that I, I know in my head that there are three things I have to edit, but I only have two times written down. And I'm like, uh-oh, I'm going to miss something. Oh, do no. we have time for a couple shout-outs real quick? I'll we just all- do a couple. Yeah, all right. All right, all right. So David Welder hit 87,000 plus on his YouTube. Congratulations, Mr. Welder. He celebrated that fact by making a copper play button that was, he just hammered out this real quick YouTube play button. It was really cool. It was cool. Really cool. Um, It was very cool. Uh, Mr. David Gagne, did you see he made a Death Star sprocket sphere lamp? Yes. Just go watch Elm City, Elm City Vintage, or Elm City, yeah, Elm City. Elm City Vintage, I think. Yeah, on a bicycle sprockets. He made a big sphere. He welded them all together and made a light inside it. It looks like a Death Star School. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go check that out as soon as we get out of here. 
Yeah, and then um, um, just Marcus Hoffman, our, our buddy from Germany, made a uh, another Jocko tribute because you know we all made a little something something for Jocko gotten picked on, and it was a finger like if you guys know I did the the middle finger cement U, uh, USB thing. Well, Marcus did it when he got home by having his daughter use plaster like cast material, like when you get a cast on a broken arm, over mm-hmm. his hand in the shape of a middle finger. And then use that to pour the cement in, and it came out. It was fun. It, it was a fun video. But we love Marcus. Thank you for all your love and support. And okay, I'm done. Contact us for show topics, suggestions, comments, feedback for Bill. Uh, you can do so uh, by hitting us up on Twitter at Reclaimed Audio, or if it's something more in depth, uh, info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com. Honestly, guys, we really, really love hearing from you. So don't be shy. Don't be as shy as Bill is. Just send us that feedback. We love it. Um, on iTunes, please leave us a review. We've been getting a lot of these, and they are fantastic. So just keep them coming in. It's really, really great to get. Um, and patreon.com slash reclaimed audio is the best way to support the show and keep it on the air. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to make things a little easier for everybody. On reclaimedaudiopodcast.com, I'm going to put a, a link to our Patreon page so you can just uh, go right there, and it'll be an easier way to get there. And um, and after that, what I want to say is thank you so much to Izzy for coming on the show. We really, really appreciate it, and it's always a blast talking to you. Thank you so much for having me. It's always fun to come here. Be you don't here. happen to have plane tickets, Hang out with right? y'all. <laughs> I don't happen to what, Bill? You don't have any plane tickets to California, right? No, but that's... He's going to say something a- mean. I have an airport five minutes away. It doesn't, you know, and I, I'm, I'm, and that's yeah. why I was going to say, um, you're amazing, and thank you for coming on the show. <laughs> and I love you. <laughs> I was just going to say, I'm not in my 20s anymore, so I'm not broke constantly, which means I could probably afford a plane ticket over to see you if that's what you're asking. So. Well, if I, if I have to say your mom addresses you funny to make you mad to come visit me, I'll do it, <laughs> Mister. I will do it. Anyways, all right, guys. Thanks for uh, thanks for this one and uh, and have a great week. Bye everybody. See you guys.